everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And how's everybody doing tonight? Big Dave and Joe on the night of the national championship game being played. In New Orleans, we are doing our Poker Action Line show, and uh, I don't know, I might have to cut it short so I can watch the game. There you go. <laughs> now you're talking my no, language. Just kidding. No. <laughs> uh, but we will try to run through the show and uh, head over to uh, wherever to watch the game, and uh, should be a lot of fun tonight. Uh, who do you like? To be honest with you, I've been tossing that around my whole head. I mean... How can you go against LSU at home with the type of year, yeah. the teams that they've beaten? And then on the flip side, how do you go against Double Sweeney, who's only had his team playing for their fourth national championship? Yeah, well, they have the, the experience. There's no question, and you that know? should uh, that should mean something. But uh, I I think everybody is betting on LSU. I thought I heard something like 85 percent of the bets were on LSU and Vegas. Well. Could that be possible? From my from from my previous my previous experience, that's that would mean I'd I'd really would want to have Clemson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The public, public has no idea what they're exactly. doing. Exactly. For sure. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, listen, I think it's going to. I'm hoping that it's a really really tight close game that comes down to the last um, possession and everything else. Because let me tell you, this is. You know, the, this this I I don't know about you, but this is the most excited I've been about a, a like yeah. This is going to thinking be a fun that game. it that thinking that it would be. I mean, I've been excited because I've rooted for Clemson every time they've played Alabama, um, and they've turned out to be outstanding games. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't go with the anticipation. Excuse me, with the anticipation that it was going to be like a great game, it turned out to be a great game. Right. Well, you know? LSU looks so good against Oklahoma that everybody is just figuring that they're going to roll. But think uh, about it. You got to give Clemson a shot. Geo's somebody Gio leaning toward uh, Clemson. They beat si- it's six top ten teams, if I'm not mistaken, throughout the season. If they beat obviously uh, yeah. Clemson tonight, seven top ten. That's that's a yeah. killer schedule. Yeah, they've had a great schedule. That's for sure. Well, let's get to poker. Because uh, there's plenty of things happening all over the world. Uh, I won't even start out with the Aussie Millions. We'll get to that hopefully later in the show. But there's a tournament here in town the, uh, at the Seminole Hard Rock, the WPT Lucky Hearts Open Series. Got underway with its event number one. There's been a couple of uh, mixed game tournaments that have uh, been completed. But they are down to the final table. Uh, we started today with a final nine. I looked last night. And there's 1,404 uh, entrants in this opening tournament, which is called, uh, it's an actually a WPT Deep Stacks uh, $1,100 buy-in. And I looked at the final 22, and a couple names I recognized on there, Al Gomez and Steve Carp. No kidding. And they had a picture of Steve Carp, who looks more like Jason Mercier now than... With the beard, uh, he's got the big yeah, beard he's going. Got a big shaggy black I, beard. I told you years ago he was saying hello to me. I had no clue who it was. And he goes, Sam, Joe, you don't want to say hello to your people you know? And then I looked and I go, Steve? Steve oh my God. is a guy who could change his look completely. And I think it was part of his strategy because he didn't want people to know exactly who he was. But I several times did that where I saw him and I did not recognize him. I'm telling you, I looked at the man in the face, said, said hi, and then I... And he, the guy looked at me really weird. Finally, what, you don't want to talk to me? And I was like, <laughs> and he goes, I'm, it's Steve. I, I mean, honestly, I said, oh, my God, I didn't recognize you at all. I mean, face-to-face, I didn't recognize him. So, yeah. Well, neither one made the final table. I guess uh, Steve finished 17th and uh, Al finished 15th, but made a 13 grand. Pretty nice payday for Al. And a uh, good friend of ours, uh, and happy to see that. But they are down to the final three. They played down to nine last night. And Howard Mash was at the final table, the seniors champion that uh, we had on the show uh, a few months ago. Uh, But they are down to three players now, and uh, they are trying to wind things up there. But uh, pretty interesting tournament. Uh, Brian Metters just got knocked out. So uh, they are down to the final three players. Uh, He got knocked out by uh, Edwards Muniz, who has the chip lead. Uh, also, um, the other two players still remaining. Uh, 
Let's see, I don't even have it here. Not here someplace. Anyway, no one, no one we've ever heard of. Peter Fellows is one of the other players. And the third player is um, Jason Block. So, oh, no, I take that back. Jason Block is out. And uh, now they're running down uh, toward the end here. Remaining payouts, uh, the first place prize is 228000 and uh, second is uh, 159,000. Third is 103. So they are finishing things up there. A couple other tournaments were played. They had a purple bounty tournament. Interesting thing. Um, a fellow named Manny Tarich. I uh, don't even know where he's from. But he made the final table two years in a row. And made the final table this year. And they finally won it. Good for him. In that same event. So Congratulations. That's pretty interesting. Anyway, three players left. And uh, we'll follow that down. It was Brian Meadow that was knocked out in fourth. So Jason Block is still in. And we'll keep an eye on that. But there's lots of stuff going around the world um, and around the country as well. The WPT is playing out in Los Angeles at the WPT Gardens Tournament. And they are in their main event there. And the WSOP Circuit is playing in Oklahoma. So they got the whole country covered uh, between the three tournaments. Nine players left in Los Angeles at the Gardens Classic, and uh, uh, the main uh, one that we all know is uh, Chance Corneth, who is the chip leader, has a huge chip lead, 3.6 million, and second place is 1.3 million. Kui Hu is in second. Uh, also still alive is uh, Jonathan Cohen, Marcus Gonzalez, and probably the best-known uh, player worldwide is Ali Imsarovic was still alive but has a short stack. So we'll keep an eye on that one as well tonight as they play down. And finally, the uh, Choctaw, who uh, got the 14th win for um, Maurice Hawkins, uh, as I mentioned last week, uh, in one of the earlier events, is playing their main event now. And they are down to four players there. Um, not a lot of big names. Obviously, with so many tournaments going around the country, it's very easy to uh, see a lot of new breakout names. But... John uh, Scrovan is the chip leader, 11.2 million. Dustin Schoonover has 7.2. Brant Jolly, 6.6. And Mark Newton, 6.6 million as well. So they're finishing up there in Choctaw, another uh, great WPT tournament. So that will be the main event here coming up in about, uh, about a week or so uh, over at the Seminole Hard Rock for the Lucky Hearts Open. So uh, still haven't had a chance to get over there, I guess, because you're pretty busy. What's that? To the Hard Rock? Oh no, I've been there. Remember? I oh told yeah, you, you went in the very beginning. Went That's beginning right. of December. We you were haven't over played there. poker there, though, right? No, I have not played poker. Beautiful room. Um, you know, got to stop there and eat, and played a little bit on the machines. Just got the, you know, got the feel for the for the for the lay of the land there. You know, because it took me a little while to realize. Oh my God! This is part of the court over here where I was at. You know, they, they, they did a wonderful job. They really, really did. It's it's beautiful hotel. So any of our listeners who who are not from the South Florida area, uh, it's a definite must. Not just for the poker, but just you know the experience there. It's the only guitar shaped hotel in the world, and they really did a beautiful job. Yeah, with it. no question. Uh, just wanted to mention real briefly about that Choctaw uh, tournament, the WSOP Circuit. Uh, some of the other players that just that went very deep but got knocked out. Uh, Melissa Singh, who uh, I saw over at the opening day of the, and she played in that uh, celebrity game at the Seminole Hard Rock on opening day over there. But she's a local player here uh, who has been on the show before. Uh, you remember a fellow named Phil Mater? No, it doesn't. He's a he's a farmer from Nebraska that played against Helmuth and, and was on, he was on the show about six years ago, I think. Uh, but he was great. He was uh, a guy who was... Oh, uh, yes, yes. I like this story. I, I think he actually knocked... I don't know if he knocked Helmuth out, or, but beat him on a big hand. I think he, he knocked him out. I think he knocked Helmuth out, yeah. But he went pretty deep in the tournament, and it was so interesting that I had him on the show, and he was uh, he was great. He was a lot of fun. He really was. Now, now, now that you mentioned with Helmuth out, listen... Forgive me, listeners, but I, we've had so many great people yeah. on this show. It, it really is hard to keep track of every single one over almost 10 years. Yeah. When we get to the 10th anniversary, I might pull a couple of uh, interviews like that out because he was, he was fun. Um, Maurice Hawkins finished 10th in this tournament, by the way. So another 
not another ring for Maurice, but uh, almost a final table. He ends up winning 22,000. Yeah, another, another deep run. Yeah, another deep run for him. So lots of stuff going on. We'll check out the uh, Aussie Millions, uh, what's going on over there. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, you kind of look at uh, – I was reading this article, and I want to talk about it a little bit tonight – uh, the Earl Burton wrote on uh, Poker Poker News Daily, called the State of the Poker Union. You know, he said every anything that's a big part of your life, you need to go back and review how things are are stacking up, just like uh, we do with the State of Union ad- address every year. And he talks about it, and feels like uh, you know the live poker world is it's taken eight years, but we're back to uh, that status pretty much. We saw the World Series of Poker with 8,500 this year at the main event. And, uh, you know, for a long time, it really, the numbers were, it had gone down everywhere, but it seems to be getting back to the way it was. Well, you know, yeah, it definitely stemmed the the the, the, the upward flow of, of what poker was doing when that happened. And, and, and again, you mentioned, what is it, eight years going on yeah, nine eight, come eight uh, April 15th Since, this year, uh, right? It'll well, be Black Friday. Yeah. Right. It'll be nine years this April 15th. Exactly. And I still recall us talking about, you know, they were talking about a few months prior to that, oh, how about if we shut it down for six months or a year so that, you know, the, the federal government could get, you know, regulations to protect everybody and blah, blah, blah. And people were screaming and hollering. And then now nine, almost nine years later. From what you see in this town, do you see a lot more people playing at the rooms, or do you consider the numbers down from years past? Um, no, I mean, listen, it's, I, it's hard to gauge, Dave, because you don't see you don't see any of the numbers from the you know the Seminoles uh, numbers, you know, and especially here in South Florida, <laughs> that's the eight hundred pound gorillas yeah, they absolutely. say, you know. But look at the numbers uh, at best. He gained weight. I thought he was six hundred. I I heard it was the eight hundred pound gorilla. He might he might he might need to go on a diet. But listen, best bet up in uh, Jacksonville. Numbers are just phenomenal there. You know they keep growing. You gotta you know people have to realize you know with poker, uh, just like with paramutuals, you know, you have to cultivate the young people to want to play this game. You know, and that's why, you know, using the paramutuals, being that casinos and poker rooms have taken over, you're a big paramutuals guy like I was. I grew up, you know, holding my father's hand, going to Belmont and Aqueduct, because that's what my father loved to do, was to bet the horses on his days off on Mondays. And whenever I could, I'd go with him. I enjoyed it. I became a horse better. Um, Unfortunately, my family life and everything else took me in a different direction. And... You know the 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 emergence of casinos all over this country have hurt the paramutual numbers, right? Because they're taking the young people that in the past used to gravitate towards that to you know sadly you know replace the the people that were passing away that were right, older, right, you know, right. and and that's just the natural progression of how it's supposed to go. And if you don't get that feeding from the bottom. You know, you don't teach the youngs how to play this and how to, you know, maintain it and and have interest about it. Then the numbers will start to die. I don't, I don't, I haven't seen that yet uh, down here. You know, um, you still see a lot of new faces walking into poker rooms. Was it as many as it was maybe like you know when the big boom came in in the early two thousands? No. But that was just such a large explosion of poker players that people just said, "Oh my God, look, look what this guy did!" Who, right. you know, you know, uh, you know, the blind squirrel theory of finding the nut and, and winning the golden ring on, on the merry-go-round. Guess what? Everyone started dreaming that, and the prize pools have you know sky risen, you know, to all the way up there to, to you know all these millions of dollars. So. I honestly believe that with the lack of internet poker and and the, like you said the time frame people have been saving up their money and having to make the effort now because now you got to actually make that effort of getting in your car yeah. and traveling somewhere yeah. and for a lot of people in this country Dave they, some of them, as we know, have to travel a lot further than others. Yeah, we're we're absolutely. very lucky we here. Are lucky. We're very lucky. I mean, you know, within 45 minutes of just about anywhere in South Florida, 
you could run into seven or eight poker rooms. Right. Pick your favorite. It doesn't matter. Well, locally here, uh, the aisle's down substantially. Uh, they have actually been passed a couple of months recently by Magic City as with their poker numbers. All oh, the numbers have dropped under 700,000. Yeah. They yeah. used to be at 1 million. Yeah. But that also could be lending itself to and there Coco. Coco that's a casino as well, too. Is you know, you, you, when you look at the numbers, you, yeah, you could see one, one establishment hurting. Like, just take our numbers when we opened up in 2012. We crushed Calder, you know. We took half of their business away. Uh, that doesn't mean the numbers went down in, in poker players. Um, it just means they they shifted they shifted loyalty to a place that they felt more comfortable going to, uh, whether it was because they they preferred the staff there or it was more convenient to where they lived, whatever the reason was. And when you do open a new poker room, you, you do attract new players, and. Um, you know, the ba- biggest way to look at that, and I have not gotten online. I know you're great at looking at all those numbers up, but you could just, I would compare the, uh, you know, the, the, the rake revenue, uh, the poker room revenue uh, for the last couple of years to what just happened in 2019. Right. Because those numbers, actually 2019 isn't out yet because you probably don't have uh, December's numbers up there, but you can comparatively look at uh, the months going back and forth uh, February, uh, March from 19, and go back and forth and, and see if those numbers statewide have gone down. Right. I uh, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, best bets numbers are way up, you know, with the, with the revenue they've taken. Um, so I don't know. I haven't really seen it here. You, I have seen a drop more so than, than before. When the WSOP comes around in May and June, uh, I have seen a, I, well, at least this year, I shouldn't say I've seen it for a long time, but this year, I did see rooms and the, the, the amount of tables they were running were a lot less than the last two or three years, you know, so the WSOP, as you mentioned at the start of this, their numbers grew. That could possibly be a reason why other rooms around the country their numbers could have been down in that time frame because a lot of the players who didn't go to the WSOP before are now going over there, saving their money, doing whatever they want to do, fulfilling you know their their poker bucket lists, whatever it is. But if those numbers at the WSOP are up, it, it, to me it stands to reason that there's going to be poker room numbers that are down around the whole country. Well, there's some talk that kind of shook things up a little bit. Uh, you know, over the last week or so, that there was a bill that's going to be introduced in the uh, Florida legislature that would change the payments of the uh, the Seminole Tribe from 350 million a year to 750 million a year. But what it would give them was full gaming and restrictions around the state, everywhere except for Broward and Dade. They would close down other gambling establishments. So we're talking about you know. That's, Jacksonville, that's Tampa. Huge. That is huge because being that they have you know other other casinos in the other part of the right, state, exactly. You know, um, they would be the only uh, ones to offer the casino style games. Uh, but you know, places like uh, all the other paramutuals, well, the dog tracks, of course, are are losing the dog tr- dogs uh, next year by that. Uh, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they give a damn about the poker rooms. To be honest with you, probably not. Probably uh, not. What I believe they are trying to target is the DP games that are. You know that I'm telling you, and it's amazing, Dave, because I know what they're doing at my place. You know, and that's on two or two tables on average a day, and they've got places. These DP people have places where they're running eight, nine, ten tables in different in different. Uh, Paramutuals, where they have the contract, the company that's that's in our place right now. Right, and it's amazing. For the for Dade and Broward, the break they would get is to lower their tax rate from thirty five percent to thirty percent. Well, that doesn't seem like a lot, but oh, I, I guess it, 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 it that yeah, it, it is. Though think about it, it's what somewhere around. Uh, it isn't quite twenty percent, but it's somewhere around seventeen percent. That's a big. That's a that that'd be a big difference. Um, but I know the state was fighting 
to, you know, give the paramutuals blackjack. Right. You know, and 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 the Seminoles we know held starting. Star yeah. We ain't gonna yeah, give absolutely. you this. But I don't think the Seminoles have paid them anything over the last two years, have no, they? No, it's, well, it's, it's not been two years. It's probably been about a year. I mean, well, they held a payment from last year, and I don't think they got it this year. Now, remember, the fiscal year runs. You're right. It's probably one year, but that's because the fiscal re- year runs July 1st through June 30th. And I don't know about you, Dave, but you know William Hills. At Casino Miami, they put up. You saw the room, did you? You got a chance. I didn't to get on. to see the William Hill. Oh my I God, it was right yeah. next to the poker room. Yeah, I didn't. And it's I doing forgot it was fan- over there. And it's doing fantastic. Yeah, I have to check you it know, out. It's like next those, week it's, when I go it's there. like a little mini Vegas with the screens, uh, and the other, you know, the, the, those screens. We are doing fantastic there, and you know, I don't know what your thought process is on this, but I'm thinking, you know. <laughs> They they have been putting lobbyists out there talking to our legislators and and everything, being that they have not collected this money from the Seminoles, and you know, I'm really thinking that sports book, uh, sports, betting. sports betting, excuse me, sports betting is coming here to, to Florida. I think eventually. I don't know how quickly that will happen, but we'll see. Anyway, the legislature gets underway tomorrow as we do the show here on a Monday night on Tuesday. The the I guess it's the 16th or. or what, what's tomorrow? The 14th. Yeah, the 14th. Uh, the legislature gets underway. It's a two-month session. And we'll see if they get anything done. They don't well, usually get anything if done. If sports but, betting hey. is done, well, I'm telling you, Dave, I honestly believe that's going to be the big topic out there. Hopefully they'll start addressing this immediately as we know that it has to pass both houses uh, and, you know, to get to the governor's desk. Yeah. And... Man, I really, really, really hope that a month from today we're hearing all positive things about that because I, I don't know about you, but I believe that sports betting here in the state of Florida will surpass what yeah. we have out there now. That's New possible. Jersey surpassed Nevada, who had had exclusive rights for, for how many decades, we don't know. And uh, Florida, I think, will will surpass Jersey easily if that happens. Yeah, no, no question about it. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, speaking of sports betting, uh, uh, I was kind of uh, unsure as to the exact numbers of how many states, but I did a little research, and there are now 15 states at this moment that are taking sports betting uh, around the country. Several more have passed laws, and they just haven't implemented the things yet. Uh, and I would say all but about maybe eight states in the country have legislation in the works. I would imagine Texas is one that doesn't. No, they actually uh, they actually do ha- have inter- introduced legislation for sports betting in Texas. Uh, I know Hawaii's a, ba- Hawaii's a big no no gambling no, state. Do they have it they also? They actually do also. Oh, the only wow. states that do not have any sports betting legislation on the books or even in uh, processes: uh, Alaska, Idaho, Utah, Wyoming, Nebraska, and Wisconsin. Really? That's it. Wisconsin doesn't yeah, have I would, it? Yeah, I would be that surprised because they do have a big paramutual uh, presence yeah. there. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, well, once again, paramutuals always get hurt when any other type of sport of betting becomes available because of how high their takeout is. Right. Right. So, you know, there's something will always get in the way. And, of course, down here in Florida, that legislation, you know, I, I got to think that the whole Jacksonville area is not going to accept that. Uh, why wouldn't they? You know, Orlando. Uh, I mean, why would not they accept sports? I think no, not, not sports betting. I'm talking about this other. Oh, the uh, the thing with taking the, away. No, I'm sure that once it's been running poker. for all this time, I seriously doubt. Yeah, yeah. I seriously doubt that that they'll be successful or want to take that away. Because this uh, <clears throat> this uh, bill that's being introduced is by an anti-gambling guy who thinks will just limit the um, the gambling outside of the Indians. To Dayton Broward, everywhere else in the state, want to shut it down we're except going, for the we're, Indians. We're, we're heathens anyway. I would imagine this was built by uh, somebody who wrote this is probably from up north. Yeah, who, you know, they're heathens. Their souls, their souls aren't worth anything down there anyway. So, uh, uh, really, it's an anti-gambling uh, person that wants this bill. I don't I listen. I I thought it was I thought it was the Seminoles who wanted this. 
they well, they would love they that. Would pay an extra the Seminoles would love. Yeah, I I don't think I'd want to. You know, well, I don't have access to their books, so <laughs> yeah. I don't know which way to go with that. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's take a break here on the show. When we come back, we'll uh, talk about uh, a couple other things. They have an interesting article about some table etiquette. Uh, and uh, how much uh, influence the dealer has on allowing or not allowing certain things to happen. So we'll get to that and a couple other stories when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line. Don't forget you can always pick up the show on SoundCloud or just about anywhere. We're working on getting on Spotify, so uh, hopefully that will be uh, getting underway soon and make it easy for for you to get the shows. Uh, You pick us up on iTunes. You can go to... Uh, Hold'em Radio Network, who carries the show on a regular basis, and of course, uh, Poker Fuse podcast page and other places where you can get the show every week. Or you can go to our website at pokeractionline.com and check it out, the latest show as well. Uh, we'll be back after these messages. More of the show when we return. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. You are round MVP. Yeah, man. Yo, Drew, I finally got round MVP. Round MVP. (laughs) No way. That was some ownage. It's a good thing you got me as your wingman. Right. You mean when you threw that flash grenade at me? Whatever, man. Huge round. Seriously, great stuff. Finally earning round MVP takes determination. So will getting into college. I've got what it takes. All right, class. I'm going to pass back your test. And a high score goes to Brian. Oh, Aww. yeah. High score, baby. We're all good at something. Maybe it's break dancing or skateboarding or video games. Whatever you're good at, you have the skills to make it happen. And those same skills will help you get to college. Visit knowhowtogo.org to learn what you should be doing right now to prepare for college. Start taking the steps at knowhowtogo.org. I've got what it takes. So do you. Brought to you by the American Council on Education, Lumina Foundation, and the Ad Council. Android and iPhone users, download the WFO Radio app. It's sports radio for racing fans. Thank you. I appreciate it. The ultimate, the ultimate racing, racing show, show, including WFO Radio NHRA Nitro, WFO Radio Ignition, the WFO Radio NASCAR Tailgate Party, news, videos, push notifications, and more. I just hope I'm part of it. Go to the App Store or Android Market. Search WFO radio and download it now now back on the show big dave and joe another edition of poker action line a lot of action going on of course in australia the uh the aussie millions big tournament uh still the main event still to come which is a ten thousand six hundred dollar australian dollars buy-in it starts on january the 17th and uh, Toby Lewis uh, just won one of the events. He it was his third Aussie Millions victory in the last three years, and uh, several other uh, tournaments going on. And I, I kind of wonder how people decide to, whether they want to make the trip down there. And of course, you've heard things about the fires, and that might drive some people away. But uh, you know, in the populated well, areas, I'm sure they're fine. Well, you know. I've for the international <laughs> poker players, you've made plans, I'm sure, many months in advance for for most of them. Yeah. You know, so uh, if they don't tell you anything differently, that it's, you know, completely unsafe to go there, you're still going to make that trip. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, it's something that you would it's, certainly want to do It is heartbreaking once. to see all the, you know, with the fires and the animals and the... It, 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 Truly is heartbreaking to you know to see all of that. Yeah, it is. So no question. Uh, but they are uh, into some heavy action, and uh, as I mentioned, the main event starts on uh, the 17th of uh, January. So uh, that will be big news. Of course, there's no uh, tournament in uh, the Bahamas this year. The PCA is no longer uh, being played. That was the two that always went head to head. But now you got uh, South Florida with their tournament. Uh, WPT uh, tournament. 
very curious to find out why the why the Bahamian tournament uh, ended. Yeah. You know, uh, I wonder if it's lack of interest from some of the players, if the numbers have gone down. I, I really haven't kept up on that. But no, me either. It, you know, like you said, they even started before the Aussie Millions. You know, the, it, it, it was only, I think, head-to-head if... Uh, you know, if you were making a deep run in, the, in their main event. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I want to get back to this uh, article about the uh, state of the poker union because, uh, you know, things are uh, rounding into shape a little bit in online poker. Uh, they've added a couple of states that are uh, not online yet. Uh, West Virginia and Michigan will be coming soon. Uh, they've agreed to set up uh, online play. Pennsylvania just got underway, so there's some of the early numbers are still coming in. So we have Pennsylvania, Delaware, Nevada, and New Jersey. Uh, those last three, of course, are all intermingling their pools. But uh, some of the new places really haven't expressed any interest to do that. So uh, we'll see how, how that turns out. Uh, the big one's still to come, New York and California, obviously, and hopefully Florida at some point. Yeah, <laughs> that would be real nice. I mean, you'll see the big impact, like you just mentioned, if California and then New York comes online. And uh, I believe you'll see revenue numbers that they're not getting right now, to be honest with you, you know, because of how fractured it is with all, just state by state. Right. Hope, hopefully you get a few more states and everybody can, uh, can what's that, co-mingle co- 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 their, yeah. their, their players. That right. would be wonderful. Well, we'll see. Uh, some other things to take a look at besides online is uh, what's going on as far as cheating. We had a couple of scandals this year, the Mike Postel situation out in California, uh, and some of the other misbehavior. We had this guy at the World Series of Poker this year that dropped his drawers at the table and flipped his shoe off that hit a dealer in the hand and uh, was thrown out of the room, then went down the street and was dancing on top of a table, pulled his pants down again there. Uh, Ken Strauss was his name, not to give him any uh, extra publicity, but uh, I heard—I just heard read something in this story that said he was later declared unfit for trial. So, you know, I guess that's not a big surprise. Yeah, unfit for trial. <laughs> he was definitely unfit to be in the casino. So. Yeah, absolutely. But the other thing uh, to look at is the proliferation of uh, the high roller tournaments. We're seeing these absolutely huge tournaments, uh, which are garnering a lot of the publicity. Uh, therefore, a lot of the unheard names that we've seen in some of the smaller tournaments this year, you know, starting to be around. But uh, finally, um, we're still seeing some mistreatment of women at the tables. The numbers really haven't gone up that much. We have a couple of really good players. Kristen Bicknell, uh named as the female player of the year for the third year in a row, one of the in the, in the top 20 as players of the year. Um you know, she's kind of carrying the torch for women in a lot of different aspects, but we're still not seeing the big numbers take off for women at the tables. Are you seeing more in your rooms? Uh, not at uh, all. No? Not at all, unfortunately. And once again, you know, I the see behavior. Dania does okay. The behavior, you know, you have to get control of it, and it's it's really a big uphill battle to get control of some of these guys. You, you know, you have to take that hardcore, you know, no prisoners. You know, you, you make a mistake once, you got to make a, a real big example out of somebody or somebody's uh, to try to get that. But, you know, it's like anything else. Uh, I, I remember when Chuck Webner told me uh, when, I, when, I, when I got to meet the man after he retired and He's talking about it, and he goes, yeah, I got warned a lot by, by, you know, and sometimes even a point taken away, you know, because I gave, a, you know, a, a kidney shot at, you know, like a, an illegal boxing thing. He goes, but that doesn't, he goes, that doesn't mean the other guy still didn't feel it, you know, yeah. <laughs> and and got the advantage. And these jerks that, that, that act like complete jerks to, for, for me not using other words that I want to use on, on the air here, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, the, I've had actually, Dave, I've had over the last four weeks about three or four incidences like that, and I was very short in my temper with them. You know, I, I mean, I, I had absolutely, by now I'd had little tolerance. There were, you know, uh, repeat offenders, and I just... I actually kind of blew up on almost all of them, 
and had them thrown out of the room. Uh, three of them have not come back. One guy has walked in that didn't enjoy the fact that I walked right up to him and I said, if if I hear a peep out of you today <laughs> that sounds to me, I go, I'm going to make sure that you're barred forever here. Wow. And he just kept looking at me like, going, why are you picking on me? And I was like, I go, I go, if you got to ask that question, then you're dumber than I thought you were. Yeah. So uh, it's just, uh, it, it's gotten to a point where it's just ridiculous and I don't know if that's the same in other in other rooms, but it's just it really has has me on a very very short fuse for accepting the, in these morons. So I don't know how how good that's going to fare for me going forward, but I just can't take this anymore with mm. these people. Mm. Well, let's uh, let's let's kind of switch gears on that note and uh, talk about. Uh, some stuff at the tables. Uh, another great article that came out this month uh, from the dealer chick on uh, oh card God, player. She's fantastic. And she deals with a question that someone sent in saying when that he hates it when players show their cards to a neighbor or their friends at showdown and then muck without showing the rest of the table. He goes, isn't the rule show one, show all? And she says, of course, you know, that is the rule yep. and that it pre- prevents to p- put in place to prevent collusion. But uh, it's not always enforced so heavily. And uh, what do you think about that? Do you see it enforced? Yes. Or do people just kind of look the other way? I enforce it a lot in in my room. And the reason is probably an angle she didn't even think about, but because of the language here in South Florida. So to avoid any type of people thinking that, you know, there's favoritism and anything else. The moment, and we've instructed our dealers to do that. Now, you get one of these real quick when at the end, and somebody shows a hand that beats the other person in there, and it's like a quick little flip. You know, look at what I lost with. You know, boom, it throws it away. You know, top pair, not top. You know, flush draw, and the other person hits runner, runner, whatever the whatever the scenario is. They're just showing it. The dealers, you know that have been on top of that, which I've been very happy about. They've been strong about enforcing that. They show somebody, they'll tell you. But now, in our room, it's we have a completely different scenario in the fact that most of these people, while showing this person, are telling the rest of the table the two cards that they got. You understand? So um, it's something that I have always enforced as a dealer, when I did work at Dania a few years ago, when I came back to deal for a few, for a year or so, you know, you show one, you show all. Okay, now, like I said, most of my experience with this over the over the years, the 98, 99%, it's innocent stuff. It's just people, it's like the bad beat story, Dave, you know. Look at how my luck is still going. Look at this. A wrap around, straight flush, and I can't get the straight or the flush. Yeah, yeah, that type of, that type of showing. You know, um, we do have some games here that people may have been, but rarely have I seen somebody showing somebody a hand. You know, to get a read, it's it's other people start getting a read on them because they see that that it was a complete draw that they were after that they didn't get sucked out on. Usually, when they get sucked out on. It's a different type of anger. If you don't get to your draw because you know you had a lot of outs, they, they, their body language is a little bit different usually. So, uh, but I have, <clears throat> excuse me, I have enforced this rule uh, just to prevent that, Dave. Because I don't know about you, but when I play poker, you know, I don't want have, I don't want that person knowing. What that person had without me knowing, and and he got it, and and he got it for free. If I'm in the pot, oh, I'm always asking yeah. to see the cards. It's it's information that that was not earned, basically. Exactly. Now I know that uh, you know the dealing chick in her article deals about uh, about how poker etiquette <clears throat> indicates you know that you shouldn't show, and and that's true. You don't want to have somebody show, and and I take that to the different degree of where. If it's me and you in a showdown, I'm not asking you, you know, you see my hand, you go, good, you win, you know, good hand, sir, you know, and you mark your cards. Poker etiquette, some people say, I want to see that hand. You know, he called all that money, you know, whatever, you know, blah, blah, blah. He made a move. He t- you took the raise. I called. 
people want to see that. You're not, you know, just because it was a cold hand doesn't mean you have to always show it to everybody. You know, the only times I've ever done that is is when I believed that somebody was trying to 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 influence action to maybe push the pot. Obviously, that there was collusion going on. It's the only time. But poker etiquette has nothing to do with you, me with you showing your card to anyone else that's not in the hand and then folding. You know, and then throwing your cards in the muck. What some of these angle shooters like to do is, they, if, especially if they're sitting close to the dealer into the muck, is they'll throw them right into the muck instead yeah. of folding them and throwing them because they don't want the dealer to, hey, I want to see that hit. Boom. Or they showed it and they go, boom. Now, if somebody does that to me, I tell them, this is your first warning and your last warning. Next time you do that, you're out of the room. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, different scenarios, which I think she addressed in her, in, in her, in her article there. Uh, well, obviously, if there's action pending, you know, even showing your hand to someone who's already out of the hand is really, is, cannot be just looked uh, uh, past. It, it has to be disciplined somehow. What is the discipline for something like that? Warning, like I said, <clears throat> do, you, do you take people out it for all a depends, orbit? It all, it, it all depends whether it's a tournament or a cash game. What's it going to do in a cash game? They're not there. They, you can't put their. You can't force them to put uh, live money on uh, into a hand. You know, um, if they do it and they're still alive in the hand, and you think that they're doing this just to be, you know, a holes uh, to create a, an issue to upset a player, I, I've killed their. You know, I could kill their hand. People could kill their hand. Right. You could take an action that drastic. Yeah, it's going to piss everybody off. But if you think this guy's being disruptive for the best interest of the game, oh, you you know you want to be wise. You think you're going to get this? Hey, you got a dead hand because we still got live action. She's dealing, I think, more in this article in the fact that um, they're showing their hands after the fact. Yeah. You know, once the showdown has come down, they don't want to show the person that beat them their hand. Right. So they show the neighbor. Right. You know, uh, for me. It's clear cut to be honest with you, Dave. You show your hand, I'm gonna I'm gonna expose it to the whole table. Right. I just I it's much easier to make that call on a consistent basis because it'll stop it. Yeah. It'll stop it, you know. And I I think she's trying to address the person who wants to complain about this. Yeah. yeah well, she calls, guess what? She calls guess RSG the rules stickler guy. Yeah, but guess what? That's a rule that. <laughs> Again, I don't know how her experience has been, but I hate that when I've been when I was playing a lot. I hated that people showed their hand, and when I was in a hand that I showed down and I beat them, okay, and and I didn't get to see. You know, again, you just said it earlier. Somebody's getting information they didn't pay for, right? So, and I paid for it because <laughs> right. I put well, the money in the pot. You know, there's not it's not as prevalent at one time, but a lot of in at one point in time. There were a lot of uh, bad beat jackpots and big payouts. And I have seen this before where someone during a hand where a bad beat jackpot was won actually wouldn't get paid because they showed someone else their cards. Tell me about that. You don't, you don't have to go any further than the person sitting across from you here, Big Dave. I had to uh, deny somebody a $6,800. It wasn't a bad beat, but he had a royal when we were running different suits where up to a certain amount. And this gentleman hit the royal, so in your you know um, checkpoints that you have to check off, and you know we looked in the camera, and the guy before the river came showing his cards to and and they're all told, "Do not show your cards, it will kill your hand and when I came back to tell that man, listen, you know." I hate to tell you this, but we told you in English and in Spanish not to show your hands while the hand is in play. You showed your hand. First of all, I actually showed the hand after the flop, okay, and then after the turn. One to his person to his right, player to his left. One on the flop, one to, one on the turn. And he didn't do it with any malice. He basically was just excited about having, getting close exactly. to, to, to getting but, royal. But, you know, how stupid do you have to be yeah. to know that you're close to making this kind of money and you can't control yourself? Yeah. You, you, you're just an idiot. I'm sorry. You know, oh, yeah. They, 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 they. Listen, 
if they tell you a lottery ticket, you can't do this with it, you, you shouldn't be doing this with it. And in essence, that's what you have. You know, and when, when there's thousands and sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars in these bad beats and in these promotions, what the hell are you doing showing your hand? How many times have they told people, you know, hey, if you throw your cards and hit the table, we've seen people declare hands dead, right? Because they want to be the big shot to stand up and, you know, insult the person next to them or somebody on the table. Goes, Look what I got. Bam. Card goes flying off the table. You know, to me, it's just complete stupidity. After yeah. so many years of being involved in this, Dave, it's just, I've never been to that. I've been excited. I'm like, yeah, look what I got. Turn my cards over. I wish I could remember the top pro that I re- read this from, and I know it was in Card Player many, many years ago. And after I read that, that's exactly what I did. Yeah, listen, and he was addressing something similar to this, the the, the writer just turn your hands over. Some people turn them over, leave them up there. They're celebrating with the player, and the dealer kills the hand. They go, I don't, re-, like in a cash game, obviously, he goes, I don't release my hand, my fingers off the cards, until they start pushing the pot to me. Yeah. And I said, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, there'll, be no, I, no, no, there'll be no problems after that. How about the guy uh, who complains, the RSG, the rules stickler guy? Do you have a lot of people in your rooms that, that do that? And then a lot of times, uh, all the things they're quoting, all the rules and how they should be made, and then he'll be the first one to break it. Break a rule. Well, put it this way. <laughs> the few times in my career, the few times in my career where, I, where, where that has happened... I love jumping all over the, the, the rule stickler guy, you know, and, and, and embarrassing him on the table. Because, you know, like I said, as a dealer, as a dealer, I used to always tell him very nicely, oh, thank you for the help, but I'm not going to share my tips with you. If that didn't get to him, you know, I'd start telling him, you know, sir, I, you know, I know, I know my job, I'm doing my job. The dealer will have to be the one complaining to the supervisor and I guarantee you, as a dealer, if you have one of these people on your table and, and they're a regular in your room and you have to deal with them for a half hour, an hour, an hour and a half every day that you go to work because, you know, they, they, they put in, they, they, clock, they punch the clock in, guess what? When they make a mistake, as a dealer, I'm one of the first, I'm the first one to, what are you doing? You just complained about this. Floor. And I... Crack down on exactly, them, right? exactly. So as a dealer, if you were that person, you better not, you better not commit one of those those things. I mean, I had a player who con- constantly made moves on other players. Right. They were they were <clears throat> uh, moves that didn't influence the pot like by cheating, but in a sense, he kept getting reads on players. And this gentleman, one day, I walk into the room. He was an obnoxious person, uh, and I won't mention his name on the air here, because people in South Florida will definitely know exactly who I'm talking about, um, and he comes up to me, he goes, hey, I gotta talk to you, I gotta talk to you, Joe, and I was like, hey, dude, take a deep breath, let me, I'm just walking into the room right now, let me talk with my staff, let me see what the feel, the pulse of my room is like, and when, as soon as I'm done, I'll come and get you. Fifteen minutes later, I go, all right, so-and-so, come on, tell me what the problem is. Oh, this is, this is effing bullshit, and this and the other, because this guy did this, 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 that. And I stood, and I said, listen to him, I go, all right, let me get this straight. You're upset because this player got you on this move, a move that I have seen you pull over 150 times in this room over the last six months. Is that, is that what you're telling me? That, that you were stupid enough to get caught with your own move? He got up from the chair and he goes, never mind, and he walked away. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stood there going, really? You know, it, 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 I, I, and again, you know, that was an extreme situation, Dave, but that, but those things happen. Well, the uh, the point she makes is that, you know, basically poker is a social game. You do have the rules. The rules are important, but you have to use a little common sense when you're applying them uh, that there are players who don't know the rules and aren't doing it with any malicious intent. Which is which you do recognize that Dave you you definitely recognize that and I know that's what she's getting to. I I was addressing more of I know the nine players on the table. Right. I know none of them are a novice or anything else. 
I have had, I have not followed the same ruling on a novice player that I have done on an experienced player because of that. Right. And people are, oh, wait, you know, hey, you did this two weeks ago. I go, yeah, you know better. You've been playing this game for years and years. This gentleman or this lady is just learning the game now. So they're going to get the benefit of the doubt on this particular mistake, and I'm going to explain it to them. And when they continue the argument, I said, listen, you, you either calm down and, and accept it, because I'm sure somebody overlooked a lot of your mistakes when you were first starting, or you leave the room for the day yeah. and decide if you want to come back and play. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the rules pr- are to protect players from themselves and the others around the table, but, uh, you know... They're playing poker, and she's, they're having fun, is how she puts it. And she says, uh, with nothing more than a friendly warning, they'll step back in line. We need rules, but when your focus on the rules outshines your enjoyment of the game, maybe it's time to find a new outlet for your social endeavors. It is, because, uh, and I know what she's exactly what she's addressing. There are people, and I really hate to say this, that are so miserable with their lives that they... they, they they want to make everybody else around them feel as bad as they do. Yeah. And they come yeah, to play poker and start they, fights. They, all they come there for is, uh, as she says, they're not there to either win money or both or have a good time or both. Okay? The majority of them are, Dave, but there's just some that all... That, uh, you, you sit back and you think for six months, you go, this guy has never said anything positive, nice, or anything. And... These are, and when those people become the sticklers for the rules, oh, my God, life is miserable for everybody in the room. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Uh, let's take our final break in the show. Uh, we'll close things out when we come back. You're listening to Poker Action Line and uh, Big Dave and Joe from South Florida. We'll be back when, when we return. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available. I always wanted to be a fireman, a pilot, a teacher. But the rising cost of college was a big reality check. That's why I joined the National Guard. The Guard gives me money for college. So I can go to school full-time and fly part-time. My unit helps out after a natural disaster hits, so I get to help people just like I always wanted. There's no bigger rush than being a firefighter in the Guard. Than flying a Blackhawk. Than leading my squad. Thanks to the Guard, I'm becoming who I always wanted to be. Call 1-800-GO-GUARD and ask us how much you'll receive towards your college expenses. Welcome back. Final segment of the show. Uh, World Series of Poker. Uh, some news came out this week. Uh, you know how they kind of uh, break out the schedule, little dribs and drabs. They they put out the uh, all the $10,000 events and the dates that they would start. That they call them the championship events. Uh, 17 
different events with 24 different poker variances. The big change is the Poker Players Championship, which is the $50,000 buy-in event. Uh, has always been an eight-game format. Uh, the horse uh, rotation along with No Limit Hold'em, uh, Pot Limit Omaha, and uh, do Seven Triple Draw. So um, that will be uh, changed this year. There will be an extra game. They're adding a No Limit do Seven Single Draw. Which will be so there'll be nine different events, different. Uh, it's uh, dealer's choice plays or, in the rotation. Or is it no, it's, uh, it's, it's a rotation in the rotation. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. That one's the big one. Then there's 16 other events that are ten thousand dollars or more. Um, there is a short deck tournament this year. Uh, all the all the major stuff. Are, there is a dealer's choice six-handed for ten thousand dollar buy-in. Um, it's the single draw, the triple draw, each have their own $10,000 event. And uh, the Poker Players Championship, which is over the years been different uh, segments of the series, is uh, toward the first part. It's still in June. Well, actually, I guess this would be about the middle. June 22nd is the Poker Players Championship. It is a freeze-out event. There will be a $10,000 Raz, uh, PLO, Hilo uh, event. And, and I miss uh, playing Raz, Dave. I do, too. I do, too. There's also a uh, WSOP.com online $10,000 event this year. So that's something new. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on some of that stuff. Uh, <clears throat> the other thing I wanted to mention was uh, on the Strip, the Las Vegas Strip, we do have uh, a poker room reopening at the Sahara. been closed since 2011. Only going to have seven rooms, so I, I, I seven guess tables. Seven tables. Uh, I wouldn't consider that a huge deal, but uh, hey, it's opening up. That's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, let me see if late here we can uh, update a couple of the events. Uh, the uh, WPT uh, main event at uh, Gardens has lost only one player uh, so far, They're down to eight players. Uh, it was Aliyim Sarovich that got eliminated in ninth place. Uh, and the Seminole Hard Rock Tournament uh, playing down uh, to the finish there. They had three players left when we last looked. We'll take a quick look here and see if we can get anything new on that. Um, over at the Seminole Hard Rock, and they're playing uh, a lot of these events in the ballroom. Uh, we have the new poker room over there, but they are playing in the ballroom. So we'll see what uh, comes out of that. And a uh, $400 PLO tournament is also underway. 40 players left out of 108. So not a bad turnout, I would say, for that. Um, the the uh, $1,100 WPT Deep Stacks is over. And Edwards Muniz win, wins the title. Uh, 228000 Jason Block gets second. And finished that one up. Peter Fellows took third. So that one is all finished. And we'll keep an eye on everything that's happening there. Uh, Aussie Millions is done for the day, so they are finished there. And the only other one we have to take a look at real quickly is uh, Choctaw, which is in their main event, and they are down to four still, so they are still playing that one. So take a look uh, at all these things as we move back and forth. Uh, what's heading uh, into the new year uh, for your job over at Miami Highline? Well, I was there last week, by the way. We saw each other. Yeah. <laughs> I introduced you to the young lady. Yeah, yep, yeah, I introduced nice. you to the young lady, yeah, to, nice. to the lady that By I By the way, with. there was no no one playing. You're uh, doing a lot of stuff on the casino floor now with, as a host. But there was no one playing in the poker room except on the player banked games. They were had two tables going. Yeah, that, you know, we get through that sometimes, you know, uh, depending on the time of day. Um, you know... <laughs> It's very frustrating, to, speaking of being short with certain things. It, it, that's how I was getting with um, with some of the players today who were asking for the world. And, you know, we have unfortunately become, in a lot of rooms down here, a room, you know, rooms where people just come chasing jackpots. They're playing poker bingo instead of poker. And coincidentally, we, we got a really nice 1-2 game from the 2-4 players and Two guys that constantly get to wherever the minimum pot is, and they just check, and then they complain at the end of the day that they've lost money. I go, yeah, it's because you don't bet your hand. 
Yeah. I go, you know, oh, you guys don't bet your hands because nobody wants to run anybody out for the for the high hand. And then two of them went over and one of them won. I go, oh, see, you do know how to play poker. <laughs> I was being a little bit condescending to them. I go, wow, so you honestly do know how to play poker, huh? You're not just here to chase these, the jackpot money. For our listeners who are from other parts of the country, we give out a lot of money down here for high hands. Well, Super Bowl coming, of course. Seminole Hard Rock uh, running strong with their uh, Lucky Arts event. I'm going to head over there this weekend and check out the main and uh, talk with some people over there, maybe bring back some uh, conversations that we have over there. But that's going to do it for the show tonight. We do appreciate you uh, being here. Joe, thank you, as always. uh, we look forward to our 10th anniversary in March, and uh, we'll see what we do for that. Uh, Gio, thank you we're as well. We're hitting double digits, you mean? We're hitting double digits Hitting double years? digits. At, uh, in the end, uh, the 10-year uh, mark is in sight. Uh, there so we, we go. start to look forward to it. And maybe we'll uh, try to, that week or the weeks surrounding it, play a few really great interviews from the past and let you catch up on some of those. That's going to do it, though, for us. We appreciate you being with us. We look forward to having you back with us again next week. I'm Big Dave Lemon, along with Joe Rodriguez. And we'll see you next week on another edition of Poker Action Line. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.